0: Meet I am James. I'm David. And I'm going to make this one very short. Here we go. This week's episode is gone in 90 seconds, which means that we are looking for songs, easy qualifying criteria, 90 seconds or less. And what I would suggest for our special category of rating is how short it is. And I have not only made the suggestion, but I've also done the math for us, David. Oh, no. Each successive additional 22 and a half seconds, it loses you a point. So if you have under 22 and a half seconds, you have the maximum four points.
1: Okay, now I'm going to counter with one idea here that may give us a little bit more interesting discussion, which is how complete is this song? It's very easy to write a short song. It's very hard to write a short song that is complete with... Versus a chorus, even bridges sometimes. Okay. So, I pause it to you, which one do you think is better for this category?
0: I will tell you that depending on which one we pick, I already know what I'm picking. And hmm. if we're going for completeness, then I think I have the ultimate weapon, so... If we're going to go with that, then we're going to go with that. And I think I think you're going down is the is the only thing. I don't mean to be <laughs> making any fighting words, but uh you will lose.
1: I've I've got a, I've got a contender. Let's just leave it at that. Cool. All right. Let's do this. everybody and welcome back to track meat we are ready to start our gone in 90 seconds episode but we need to introduce our guest
0: our guest is bill from these are some sodas we like bill welcome to the show
1: hey thanks for having
0: me are you ready to talk about very very short songs
2: more often than i'd like yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome
2: do you like short songs yes actually i clicked that one as quick as i could and then realized that a lot of the stuff that I was thinking of was less than two minutes, not mm-hmm. less than 90 seconds. But <laughs> I, I like a song that, that kind of gets in and gets out, but still has something to say. It's it's a good time. As the brevity of that response
1: would reflect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Well, let's get to it. Let's see if we can make this our shortest episode ever. What do you think?
0: <laughs> exactly. In, out, and saying something. It's, I like it's it. Been,
2: it's been nice being here. Uh, thank you for having me now. Take care, <laughs> You're <about> welcome. <laughs>
1: Bye. <laughs> Alright, well let's kick off I'm going to start with my pick this week It is WIRE's Field Day for the Sundays
0: I want to be a Field Day for the Sundays so Fuckin' my life Embarrass my wife And live a bad taste Strive to pick and move on Monday morning I want to be a talk for the day, So sure, pictures like me With a new spreadsheet Selecting your days Stuckling in the ways Looking the same as Monday morning
1: This song clocks in at a whopping 27 seconds. It is from 1977's Pink Flag, their debut album, is considered maybe one of the most well-crafted pop songs that clocks in under 30 seconds. We've got a full verse, a bridge, and a full chorus, and a full-on short story of sorts in the lyrics. I mean, Pink Flag itself is... A twenty-one song, blistering-paced, entirely new innovation in punk rock, and these guys would go on to create entire genres of music just by the absolute weird creativity that they came up with.
0: Minor Threat covered Wire, and that that blew my mind.
1: <laughs> REM covered Wire.
0: Yeah, but mine. But REM covered everyone. <laughs>
1: You can even hear their influence as far flowing as, you know, bands like Minutemen, but also Joy Division. You can hear a lot of the the intensity and precision of what Wire does really informs post-punk. There's a lot more to talk about, but I'll save it for when we get to our scores.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Having heard only 27 seconds of this band's entire discography, I believe everything you're telling me. (laughs) It seems very influential. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Bill... We'll sandwich you in the middle. What song do you have for us this week? I brought Kick Out the Jams by the presidents of the United States of America off their debut album. is a song that i have personally been listening to for 25 years uh this album was the first album i ever picked up and i i still have it somewhere
0: (laughs) it doesn't look Uh.
2: great because i was seven so i took the insert booklet around with me everywhere so it's folded
1: it's wrinkled it
0: you bought this at seven
1: yeah wow this is an okay <laughs> album at seven. I would it's let okay. my seven-year-old listen to this.
0: You'd let your seven-year-old listen to Fuck You, Kitty, You're Gonna Spend the Night? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you,
1: kitty, you're gonna spend the night. Fuck you, kitty, you're gonna spend the night. Fuck you, kitty, you all gonna spend the night. Outside! Kitty at my foot and a will touch it. Kitty at my foot and
0: I Well, for me, when I first saw this category, I thought that i knew exactly what song i wanted to play and that is the song i've picked <laughs> i've talked about this song with my friend riley a bunch about how much they stuff into 30 slash 31 seconds it is less than jake's anchor this one goes out for the kids who drove six hours in a stolen car and missed the show this one goes out to never lose the sight of all the how it's been and how it was yeah. their entry on the compilation the fat records compilation short music for short people which was my introduction to most pop punk bands
2: that makes sense
0: yeah he i mean like most of them are on there anyway i mean the drive through newfound glory and stuff are not on there but like of the like mid to late 90s pop punk bands they're mostly on that on that compilation it's 99 no it's 101 bands playing 30 second songs with air quotes around 30 seconds This song has a lot going for it, and I can't find really a lot of information about it. So this is going to be very interesting to talk about. (laughs) But when I think of of really, really short songs, Less Than Jake's Anchor is uh, what I think of.
1: I think of Dead Kennedy's short songs. Fair fair
0: point. (laughs) How short is that?
1: Uh, I want to say it's in the twenty fifteen to twenty second range.
0: Nice. The Suicide Machines had—they don't even count as songs. They had one song that was called "Punk." There was literally punk. And then there, they had another song that was called "Jaw" because the Suicide Machines were both a punk and ska band. So later on the album, they had a song called "Jaw" that was like jaw. Ja. 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 And that was it too.
1: So, uh. <laughs> that sounds like. We're just gonna talk about some other things we didn't <laughs> pick. I could have done All by the Descendants.
0: Oh! Or many, many songs by the Descendants. I like food. Would have been oh, a good I like one. Food so good. <laughs> I like food, food is so good. I like food. Food is good. Juicy virgin, juicy two lady, baby, I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good.
2: When I was trying to figure out what song to pick, I kept. Circling back, uh, Paul and Storm did a collection of like six or so songs, I want to say, that were all just one-sentence songs.
0: Oh, nice. Sure hope that was a raisin.
2: But I kept going, no, I can't do novelty
1: songs that feels like (laughs) cheating. (laughs) Right, right. All right. Let's kick off with music. So there is a ton of melody packed into this little tiny tune. I do recognize that the song is a little unpolished. They are recording for the first time, and I I think I kept reading, like, they basically had no actual recording time. They just rehearsed the hell out of the album Mm -hmm. and then went in and recorded it in, like, you know, 20 seconds, basically.
0: Right. There's
1: some good albums that turn out like that.
0: Yeah, that's actually, I've I've heard, like, the best way to do it is just really be able to play back and forth.
1: It's unreal that they've put an entire full on premise of a song in 27 seconds, but also how tight and precise this band is. And that's one of the things I've loved about them forever, all of their music. It's completely about precision, stopping on a dime, shifting to the next part and keep going. And their drummer, the drumming is so fucking phenomenal throughout this entire album and throughout Wire's work. He is so incredibly quick, but precise. In every move he makes on the drums, that beat keeps going through as they're jumping around all sorts of different places. So I knocked a half a point off for how it's unpolished, but I went with the three and a half total score for the music on this song.
0: Okay. Bill, would you like to go next?
2: So again, having only heard, you know, 27 seconds of this band's music, I did think it was very interesting to listen to. And of course, I whipped through it a few times. I just couldn't couldn't follow it. Okay, but I feel like maybe if I listen to it a dozen or so times, maybe I could pick up what what's actually going on there. For music, I'd give it a three and a half.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna give it a three. I think it's very good, and I can tell that they have some cool stuff going on. I should have listened to tracks one and three from the album to see how it fit, because it definitely feels like almost like a you know a second side of Abbey Road sort of medley middle part. I think it sounds really cool. It just sort of felt like I I wished that it had done just a little bit more. I'm going to give it a, a, a three.
1: So now we are on to kick out the jams.
2: So the reason that I went with this one as my lead pick is of all the, uh, the songs in my library that I picked out, this had the most components to a song. Not only does it have, you know, two courses and two verses, but it also had a bridge and it was the only song that I found out of the stuff that I was narrowing down that actually had a musical intro and outro. Mm. Them actually taking the time to build up a little bit, but still clocking in at, what was it, like a minute 18, somewhere in there, and still feeling energetic, but not rushed. It's just fun. Musically, I'd probably give this one... I'm going to give my own song a four (laughs) for music.
1: (laughs) I'm going to give it a four as well. I, I have to confess here that I also know the MC5's version of this song very, very well. because this is this is a cover of that 68 version of and sorts.
0: It's like an interpretation of it.
1: It is a it is a reinterpretation with a much sillier take on the song. Yeah. And that's intentional on the band's part. Yeah. That doesn't hurt it in the music at all because god this band is so good. They, really they are mean. so good and so good together. It has to do with the tone the instruments they've chosen, the way they interact with each other and the chemistry they have in the same room together. This is one of those weird bands. And it's, it's weird to say this about this band in particular because everybody thinks, oh, they're kind of jokey. But it's like, nobody sounds like the presidents of the United States of America. Literally no band sounds like them.
2: I've been trying to find one so hard and I just can't. (laughs) There
1: there never will be just because it was its own thing. And so because of how impressive it is, because it sounds good in its own right outside of the original song, it's a four, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's a four from me as well. Without lyrics, it would be a compelling, danceable, headbangy, jump around, crash into stuff song. It doesn't need lyrics to boost it up. The musicality of this band is ridiculous. The energy, the positive energy—it's—it's it's really weird how like they can talk about rocking your asses to midnight, and and I just I'm like, yes, please. Do your your music is showing me that 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 is what your intention is. There's no part of the music of this that I would change or add or take away or anything. So it's it's definitely a four for me as well, 100%. All right, James. For less than Jake for the music. As we're going to find out, as we get to know my scoring on songs in this show, horns do a lot for me. Um,
2: <laughs> we're going to get along then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a big, big sucker for horn lines, and I'm really, really taken in by by horn lines. I think that ska is a weird <laughs> is a weird nugget of American music history that is actually served fairly well, and Less Than Jake is served fairly well by the shortness of the song. They are able to fit what they do very well into a 30-second time frame. I love the horn parts, and I think they're very catchy. The guitars and drums make me want to dance around, and for all of that, I would say that I give it... I'm going to give it a 4. Yep. I'm going to give it a 4. Ugh, yeah. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Final answer? <laughs> Final answer,
1: yes. Hey, reluctant. <laughs> Bill, your thoughts.
2: So it's one of the weirder parts of my life that Ska kind of missed me.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. There was a
2: local Ska band that I went to, some of their shows. Uh, I voted for Kodos back in the day when they were around.
0: I know them. I've heard of yeah. them.
2: So while I like a horn section, yeah. I also feel like this song is too fast for me.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and
2: it, it kind of loses me a little bit because of that. Like I Sure. I just can't again I can't follow it, but for completely different different reasons. But I'm alright with the energy and I those are good horns, I'll give you that. <laughs> so that'll those horns will bump me up to two and a
1: half, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> cool. Don't hey, never apologize for your score.
1: <laughs> the horns punched it up for me. It was a nice little surprise because I thought at 30 seconds, we're just getting a super fast punk song. Right. And I'm down for a super fast, super loud punk song. Right. Adding the horns to it gave me a nice little punch that I was like, oh, that's fun. There's <laughs> a really good hook. I mean, that hook is undeniably good to me. And the melody of the song, because the verse and chorus are the exact same, mm. and there's some little flourish that's missing there for me to get it all the way to a four. I feel a little like okay, I've kind of heard it after about 20 seconds in. And that's not Mm -hmm. necessarily their fault. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 30 seconds. still impressive. But there is that one little tiny thing. And so for me, I gave it a three and a half for that. Okay. We move on to lyrics. And I will start with Field Day for the Sundays. Wire is an interesting band. They got into, like, situationalism and philosophy a lot. I mean, later on in their careers, they literally rejected this entire type of song structure and went into electronic music and... All sorts of stuff. And so this album, you know, sounds almost nothing like the rest of their work. But it's telling the story of a man being found out having an affair in the tabloids. Going through, he's saying, I want to be a field day for the Sundays so they can fuck up my life, embarrass my wife, and leave a bad taste that striped toothpaste can't remove on Monday mornings. I want to be a target for the Daily so they could show pictures of me with a nude on page three, so lacking in taste, touched up near the waist, looking as limp as Monday morning. This is a whole short story in about 30 seconds. Mm. Yeah. The richness of the metaphors, just him saying Field Day for the Sundays as a metaphor for being featured in the dailies, in the, in the Sunday tabloids, is kind of a great turn of phrase. Yeah, that's really well put. This sort of both catchy pop song mixed with this really wistful, sad image. It's this cautionary tale of celebrity plus this sort of getting back at celebrity, bridge culture, and also just sad, tragic short story. There's so much packed in just the way those lyrics are written in so little time. You know, I, I'm going to take your point, Bill, that because he's going so fast, it is hard to hear that without reading it while you're listening. The, hmm. the accent doesn't help either. The accent, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give it a three and a half for that reason, that because he is rushing through those lines, you do miss some of them. But otherwise, there's so much story told in them. I, I can't go any lower than that. Mm.
0: Can't get no lower.
1: Bill. I did during your description Google the lyrics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And I agree. This these are these are really well written. Again, I just wish that I could hear them. <laughs> I know. I'll give it a bunch of points for the writing, and I'll take half of them away for the delivery. <laughs> I'll land it at a solid two and a half.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. There's a genre of fiction called short short stories or like microfiction Ah mm. uh, yes and this feels like that. I wanted to point out that it's not that he has been having an affair and and messing up his entire life and being taken down by media culture. he aspires to it. I want right. to be a field day it's it's a sort of nihilistic mm. self-destructive punk rock, especially of like the 70s especially of like British punk rock like I want to fuck up my life. And I know that I can if I just do these things. I really like the internal rhyme of "leave a bad taste." That striped toothpaste is really cool. It parallels the rhyme "fuck up my life, embarrass my wife." And 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 I like Bill. When I listened to it, I was like, "What? Wait, what?" Sundays, okay. Mondays, yep, mornings, got it. Dailies, wait, what? Okay, uh, started over. My appreciation for the lyrics of the song has ramped up over the week. I ended up giving it a three and a half as well. I really have an appreciation for the levels, both in terms of plot and also I love a good rhyme.
2: That was an interesting point about the aspiration to self-destruction. I yeah, I'd missed that entirely. But that's that's <laughs> really that's really neat to think about. Kick <laughs> out the jams. Lyrically, the album's kind of split down the middle for maybe listen to this again when you're a little older and perfect for a Mm -hmm. (laughs) seven-year-old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this firmly lands on one side of the fence. (laughs) And I genuinely can't tell if that's why I still enjoy the lyrics as much as I do now, because I've just been listening to them for functionally my whole life. Right. Or if they're just genuinely fun because it kind (laughs) of takes a uh, I'm running for some kind of office and I'm going to use that to do rock and roll and then I'm going to go to space (laughs) (laughs) I would probably shift a little there's a handful of stuff that they just kind of kind of shows up a lot in the album like the term supernova shows Mm -hmm. up in a few songs and everybody supernova I'm not personally huge on the poodle in your pocket. Like, it's really fun to say, but it it also kind of lands in the these are some of the words that you say to make somebody laugh. Right. Era of comedy Ooh. that the 90s was very good at. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a three.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: I was reading this initially and it was I was putting my thoughts together and... Again, I cannot help myself but judge it against the MC5. Mm. the interesting thing about it is this is very much a parody of that song. Mm-hmm. Because the MC5 were basically revolutionary pre-punksters. Right. And were very explicitly political about the song they were writing, though it was mostly a shake your booty song. That's right. what it was. Right. Uh, <laughs> the 60s. <laughs> I know, 1960s. <1960. laughs> This thing though that, that it was so loud and so fast for the time it's it's yeah. still like yeah. a great ass song. But what's funny is they parodied it and yet the more I read it, the more I go this is just as good. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're still saying the exact same thing. He's not trying right. to weird the song or make yeah. or poke fun at the song. He is trying to say this is how our band envisions how we would sing this. Right and god damn that first verse the more i read it the more i just go wow
0: <laughs>
2: i wonder if i don't i don't know the lore of the song but i wonder how much of it might have been just them playing around i wonder how much it would actually be impromptu impromptu then refined
1: when you read about it they intentionally wrote the lyrics that way i mean they recorded it very specifically but it was a takeoff and a send-up of that song yeah you can tell because the i've shaved off my perm is a reference to the big giant afro that the lead singer of the mc5 had yeah i missed that okay Uh. but rhyming constitution with solution is almost four-worthy in itself. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I think I'd agree with you that the poodle in your pocket, and every once in a while you're like, okay, you're winking a little too much, guys. But that's only goes so far, I'm going to go with a three and a half on it.
0: Bill, once you gave your three, I should have written down that David was going to give a three and a half. Um, <laughs> because? I just, I, had, I just had this feeling, because I gave it a four. Yeah. <laughs> I love this song so much. I love... The part where it's like in a rocket, like the background. Yes, like
1: that is great.
0: I love that part. The name of your band is the Presidents of the United States of America, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that you named your (laughs) band that.
2: It's too long. It's too long of a name.
0: It's too long. It's way too long. And then you have a song that is the second cover in a row on your Breakthrough album. Yep. And you've taken a cover and you've made it, The theme of your band, because the first thing you do, (laughs) you interpolate the presidential oath into your MC5 interpolation, which feels revolutionary in a way that it's not fair that they were able to do that. I've been elected (laughs) to rock your asses till midnight. This is my term, and I've shaved off my perm, but it's all right. I solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution. Got a rock and roll problem while we got the solution. This is possibly the song that Tenacious D heard that they did attribute tribute to. This feels like... <laughs> 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 I think I've solved it, Jack Black. It was Kick Out the Jams by Presidents of the United States of America was the song that you heard. This is a great, great, great song. There's nothing more that you could do to make this song better lyrically. So that's why I give it a four.
1: All right, James. Yep. Hit us up with the lyrics on Anchor.
0: The first verse, as it were is one of the most like we were talking about like short short stories. This one goes out to the kids who drove 6 hours in a stolen car then missed the show. Is in it I feel like I want to know so much more about that whole story. Then you go into a very of its time less than Jake. This one goes out to never losing sight of all the how it's been and how it was. And then you go into the chorus, here's to just sh- sinking the ship and not giving a shit. Here's to sinking fast with everyone else. All of those are like It's like Less Than Jake was like, okay, here's what we can do. Story lyrics, got it. Inspirational stuff, got it. Depressing stuff, got it. And now we're going into the second verse, which is just basically shout outs. It's it's just shout out station for the rest of the song, (laughs) which is fun. And then they say thank you and ring the bell at the 30 second mark, I'd I'd just like to point out. But Uh. I really like that they are cramming all of this in. But really, the meat of the song is just in the first half. Perhaps they could have gotten a little more meat in the second half. I'll give it that. I'm going to give it a I'm gonna give it a three and a half.
2: Bill your thoughts. I do enjoy that it's kind of structured, yeah, that it's just all all built up to just thank you and then they're done. <laughs> that I'm kind of into. I would like the lyrics a lot more if rather than, just a bunch of quick shout-outs and, and references. I just kind of... I do want to know just more about the kids who drove six hours. It could still be just as long and be about those kids and just list off a couple things that mm-hmm. that went wrong for them or something, and it would still have the same same tone and energy, I feel like. I, w- I would be more interested to listen to that song rather than, here's 11, I think, <laughs> names that I don't recognize. <laughs> right. And I... I feel like if it was just the first verse, if it was the 15 second version Mm. and then out, I would actually like it more. I would also maybe like it more if it were 45 seconds and they were able to stretch it out just a little bit because it also sounds like they're just trying to say these words as fast as they can and just so they can hit that mark. I'm going to give that a two and a half as well, mostly for that that opening concept.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with a three. I would agree. The first verse is great. And then... I think my problem with the second verse isn't that it's a shout-out because I would be okay if it was just a shout-out track and it was cleverly done. But I would also be a lot more enthused if we continued the theme of the first verse, which I Mm. think is fine. We get that short story about the kids in a stolen car, but then we also say to never losing sight of the how it's been and how it was, let's stretch that next part out. This goes out to another group and this goes out to another group. Right. And we're talking about all of these things yeah, you could wink at a nod to the people listed that, like,
2: you could be pretty specific in your in your example and have right. it be inclusive.
0: Tell a story.
1: My problem is when we get to those names, now I don't know what the song's about anymore. Because initially, I think it's about nostalgia mm. and sinking in nostalgia, but then I lose that thread entirely. I just feel like we've dropped that thread and I want it back. There's your nostalgia. <laughs> you have nostalgia for the first half of the song. You're not wrong.
0: I think the first half is about having a band like Less Than Jake be your anchor, and then the second verse is about who Less Than Jake considers their anchor, who mm. is who holds them from drifting out to sea.
1: Yeah, that was fine. The more I listened to it, the more I was like, I'm getting confused about what you're trying to say <laughs> with this, with, with that sequence and, and what you've what how you've put it together. Right. And so I I really liked elements of it. And, and really liked where it was going. And so that's why I gave it a three, because I was like, it's only this part where I'm starting to go, I, now I'm lost. And I wish, right, yeah. I, I, I want to go back and revise that part to come back to it so we get a whole full circle of a song.
0: Okay. Uh, well, our producers this week, I just want to, I like to shout out the producers of the songs. For Wire, we have a guy named Mike Thorne, who worked with a bunch of people in the 70s He did the first three records by Wire, Pink Flag, Chairs Missing, and 154. And then the thing that caught my eye was that he was the producer on Soft Cell's version of Tainted Love.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Mm, Which is pretty cool. He also worked with Roger Daltrey, John Cale, Bronski Beat, Soft Cell, of course, Nina Hagen, Laurie Anderson, and Soft Machine. He started in the late 70s when he was a tape operator for Deep Purple, among others. Presidents of the United States of America, the album was produced by the band, as well as a guy named Conrad Uno, who was the record. Pre- he was the founder of Pop Llama Records. Uh, he worked with the Young Fresh Fellows a lot. He produced a bajillion of their albums, uh, like I think their first five albums. He also worked with uh, Dharma Burns, Scott McKeighy, and Mudhoney. Honey. He was the engineer on their self-titled album. Then he did a bunch of stuff on Sub Pop, and then he produced the 1994 album of President's Answers to America, which was then re-released in 1995. And then for the Less Than Jake song, I could find no credits whatsoever. And so then, right before we hit record, or right before we made the call, I was like, wait. What you should do is it was probably recorded during the the album closest to when Short Music for Short People came out. So I looked for the producer of Hello Rockview, which came out in 1998. Uh, Short Music for Short People came out in 1999. And uh, Less Than Jake co-produced it with a guy named Howard Benson, who, wow, this man has had quite the career. His first produced album was TSOL in 1986. He also produced Motorhead, Body Count. Uh, there's less than Jake Sepultura. He produced. It looks like the first three or four Zebrahead albums, which is something. He produced uh, a bunch of POD <laughs> stuff. Uh, oh. He, and yes, I made it onto. I made them come onto the uh, the show. David, you're welcome. Uh, you got he it. produced the second Hoobastank album, The Reason, which. Oh my. Uh, yep. Uh, now in 2004. <laughs> He did produce Papa Roach's album that came out that year, but he also produced My Chemical Romance's Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, which is uh-huh.
2: amazing
0: that he produced. Then he <laughs> he uh, he produced the second All-American Rejects album, Move Along. He produced the used and My Chemical Romance collaboration single cover of Under Pressure. He produced the Starting Lines album, Based on a True Story. He he got more and more popular. He did a Santana album, Three Doors Down. This man is doing stuff, to this day, his latest production is an In Flames album. He won a Grammy for Best Production in 2008 for who knows what, whether it was the Hawthorne Heights, Gavin DeGraw, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Theory of a Dead Man, or Third Day albums that he produced.
2: (laughs) I'm starting to realize that my personal musical taste is largely based around avoiding things that this man (laughs) has produced at any cost. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Whether it was Less Than Jake producing this song themselves or Howard Benson producing this song, those are my two best guesses. I tweeted at Less Than Jake twice to see if they would (laughs) respond, but they have not. So I will update if I receive word back from Less Than Jake, a definitive answer.
1: So field day for the Sundays. Yeah. This is an unknown, well, relatively unknown band. I mean, they'd been around and played together clearly, but this is their first actual album to come out. What I'm really impressed by is a lot of the production of especially UK 70s punk is kind of grimy and gritty, sometimes on purpose, sometimes just quality wise. I really enjoyed the producer's choice here to very cleanly define the instruments in the mix. The fact that you can hear the guitars, the bass and the drums, and they're all very distinct from one another. And the vocals are very front in the mix as well. That's something that was not done very much. (laughs) Right. And yeah, (laughs) one thing I think is it's incredibly menacing because of how angular the song is. Mm. It's, it's like taking instead of, you know, the sex pistols being a baseball bat wire is a kitchen knife.
0: (laughs) I like that. And
1: incredibly sharp and going after you. I wish it had a little bit more polish to it. And like this song, this whole album, I know they've remixed it at least once. And I I don't know if I was listening to that one when I listened to it earlier, but this song is rife for like finding the original masters, cleaning it all up so that everything is out brightly. I gave it a three and a half for the production value because that final little polish to sharpen things up just isn't quite there. Okay. When you mentioned
2: when this song was released, I was actively surprised. And that (laughs) is a huge credit to the production. (laughs) To your point, yeah, it could use a little bit more polish. I spent my whole morning sanding things that came out of my three D printer. Basically, <laughs> this song is a uh, three twenty grit, where you could absolutely go over it with a with a four hundred if you want it to be just a little smoother.
1: Uh, I but love it's it.
2: Totally serviceable where where it's at.
1: So... This the greatest <laughs> analogy ever. <laughs> that is fantastic.
0: Uh, I'll give
2: I'll give that a three and a half as well. Okay.
0: I tend to look for: Does this feel like everything sounds as good as it could possibly sound? And I think the answer is yes. I think that, like, if you compare it to like how the Clash sounded on their 1977 album, which I love, but it doesn't sound as good as this. I'm gonna give it a four because I think it sounds great. I think for I think that for everything that it has going for it, I think that the the production delivers on what the promise of the song is, which is this is gonna be quick. We're gonna be in and out. And we're going to show off how cleanly we can stop and start.
1: Cool. Let's move on to kick out the jams, Bill. There's a lot of layers to this song
2: with the various instrumentals, the background shouting, the background vocals, the vocals, everything kind of sliding, sliding around. And it all works. And that's weird the more I think about it in a huh. good way. <laughs> like they, they pulled it off pretty well. I will, I'll give it a three and a half. There's there's something I could improve on if I thought about it specifically for a bit, I'm sure. It just kind of has that feel at the back of my teeth.
1: It's for those exact reasons, I actually gave it a four. I think the producer knows exactly what he wants yeah. you to hear, especially from knowing when he wants those mics to pick up the band. And some of that is the band. I mean, huh, there's yes. no denying that they know how and when to to do stuff, but like, the fact that they're crowing and yelping is on rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the background sounds, the noises, the in your pocket addition on with the bass. I think that's the bass player jumping in on the vocals there. Um, so. And the, And the song was partly produced by the band. Right. So I think like the the collaborative process, the chemistry that they've got going on, plus the fact that the guy in the booth also knows how he wants to get it so that he can pick up that energy you feel the energy that the band has in the room and the band just playing their instruments wouldn't have been able to pick that up. Mm. So there's something in how they've put all the, they've put the elements together to make that work.
2: They did manage to make it sound like they just showed up to party. Yeah. Yeah. But not have it sound like they just showed up to party.
0: (laughs) Oh, what do you guys have a guitar here? Cool. Yeah. I'll give it a try. Oh, I'm perfect. Great. (laughs) Yeah. It's a four for me as well. You listing off all the elements that went into this song, I'm like, oh, yeah, horn part, huh? Great. We got background vocals. We got yelps. We got great sounding instruments on this one. Like, it it blows everything that's on either of our songs out of the water with how much ingredients are in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And, yeah. and to, to have it not sound like, well, I could have done with a little bit less x y or z you know i can't you know whatever i could have done with a little bit less background yelping nope the background yelping is perfect i it sounds great it's exactly right in the mix it's it's a fun there are some fun little things like that you can hear if you're wearing headphones as opposed to just listening to it on speaker i think that the conrad uno production (laughs) i act like i'm a a conrad uno expert now (laughs) a conrad unologist I think that the Pacific Northwest sort of grungy, fuzzy sound uh, sounds really great here. So I think that it's it's definitely a four for me.
2: Am I allowed to say that you guys convinced me and bumped mine up to a four?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, so it sounds better than Early Less Than Jake. It doesn't sound as polished as stuff on Hello Rock Fume. And I don't know if that's a choice that they made because they knew they were going to be playing with their dirty-ass Fat Records friends, or if they were like, it's 30 seconds, let's literally just record us playing and then get out of here, or what? I don't think the production is the strong suit of this song. I think that the horns sound great. I think that the horns sound awesome. I think that things could sound crisper. I'm going to give it a three.
1: I went with a three and a half, had most of the same things. I think the horns gave me an even little stronger push (laughs) because of... How well they how well they were mixed into the song. It's not even just that they're crisp, but they're also perfectly mixed in. They're not jarring; they're just surprising in a good way.
0: Yeah. Oh man.
1: But there is there is something about the guitars and the bass. They get lost in each other in the mix. Yeah. And I kept going. I know they're doing something more with this guitar or the bass line, but I can't hear it. Right. And so I went with a three and a half because I I overall liked what they were doing, but I'm missing parts of the song because I can't hear it. And that kind of kind of feeds into
2: my main thought of, again, this song is fast. <laughs> almost to a fault. And again, they <laughs> had a hard limit. I get why why it's fast, but it is fast. And when you try to put something together that fast, you need more polish than you normally would to be able to keep track of what's going on. Yeah, And I feel like they probably had the amount of polish that they were used to, mm. but not And as much as they quite needed. Uh, So I'm going to give
1: that a three. Relistenability. So for Field Day for the Sundays, I'm not going to shock anyone here with a four. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing about it. It's so short and there's so much going on that I feel like because of how many directions it goes in, you are never satisfied just listening to it once through, especially because it's very shocking the first time through it and it's over. And you go, wait a minute, what just happened? I've got to go listen to it again. I've got to go listen to it again. I sincerely feel like every time I do throw on this song, and it's not the first Wire song I go to, but if I do listen to this one, I almost always circle back a few times Hmm. because Hmm. there's new things that I'm catching on every re-listen of it. So I gave it a four for that.
0: Okay.
2: When I initially started talking about this song, I was just like,
1: yeah, it's kind of like a little
2: musical puzzle box to... Take apart and figure out what all's what all's going on to it, which gives it a lot of re-listenability. I'm gonna listen to it a few times at least in the next couple months. I'm sure just to just to try to get more out of it. Personal taste: my most re-listenable songs are ones that I can sing along to. Ah, so yes, it, so it does lose a little bit off of that, but it's short enough where 30 seconds, fine. <laughs> like if I don't get to sing along to this one that's okay I can I can toss that in a shuffle and just have just a weird little surprise and then it's over and then I'm moving on and I'm just like that, that happened I'm I'm all alright with that I like it so I'm still gonna land that at a three and a half because I can sing to those
1: <laughs> <sighs> why didn't I pull minimum wage for this one damn
0: <laughs> minimum wage yeah
1: Minimum hi-yah! range doesn't
2: have all them structure parts. That's two words. <laughs> no, that's Three words word. if you count "yeah." Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it tells a story, though. Okay, for me, first of all, let me just say that on my first MP3 player, this would have been a, a star track. Because
2: it's... <laughs> yeah, my first MP, MP3 player had 50 megs.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have been like, yes, I would like to put this on because this ups <laughs> my number of songs up to 20 as opposed to 19, if I have something longer. My problem with this song is that it is re listenable because I keep it feels like the hook of this song happens at about 31 seconds <laughs> of 27. It feels like ramping up and ramping up and ramping up, and then the song's over, and it's like, yeah, but okay, yeah, I'll listen to it again. And like that drives me a little crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: I think I'm gonna give it a three.
1: All right, kick out the jams. I'm going to give this a
2: solid four because it's been 25 years and I haven't stopped listening to
0: it. (laughs) Great point. It's
2: (laughs) it's fun to listen to. It's fun to sing. It's fun to shout along
1: to. You're just going to have fun doing it just every time. Solid four. I'm going to go three and a half. And my only issue is there's so many other really great songs off this album that I listened to before this one. That's fair. I am going to go to Peaches. I'm going to go to Kitty. I'm going to go to Dune Buggy. It really comes down to that for me, and that's why I don't knock it more because it is a personal taste issue and not a factor of the song that it's not re-listenable. It's just there There are so many other songs off this album, and I always felt it was more of a transitional piece. It just wouldn't be the one I go to right away. So that's why I went three and a half on it.
0: I'm glad you said that, Bill, because <laughs> my reasoning is hauntingly similar. <laughs> this uh president the United States of America self-titled album presidency of the United States of America is probably a perfect album yeah um, yeah it is and like all perfect albums one song from it feels like a piece of a of a hole a slice of a peach if you will like yeah i'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm in a similar boat I'm like I love this song but I love this album and so I gave it a three and a half because I just want to li- I just want to keep on going in the album, as opposed to, let me listen to that song again. All right, James. Let me, yeah, let me segue nicely into me feeling very similarly about Anchor. The point of short music for short people is that before you look up to what track you're on, you're on track like 15, because, you know, six minutes have passed or whatever. I have been singing the track three on the album when I think of Anchor, more than I've actually been singing Anchor, which is funny, um, <laughs> and is it doesn't speak well, super well for the re of Anchor. It holds up better than I thought, but I do want to hear the you know the next twenty songs on Short Music for Short People instead of Anchor again and again, or go listen to some less than Jake songs as opposed to listening to Anchor again and again. I'm going to give it a, a three.
1: I'm going to go with three as well. You listen to it two or three times, and then I feel good. I feel satisfied with it. Now, I don't I don't have the album. I, I haven't ever heard the album itself. Yeah. So that's that's coloring how I feel about it. But just the song on its own, I go, I like it, I dig it, and I'm good. I don't need to hear it anymore for a while. Yeah. It's got a lot of merit. It's a good song to hear. And then you go, eh, th- that was fun. And then I'm good, and I don't, I don't need to keep circling back to it again. So three for me.
2: I will listen to Anchor twice more in my life. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> I will listen to it one more time with the lyrics in front of me, uh-huh. and I might <laughs> listen to the album through. <laughs> okay, but I don't feel like there's much for me to to come back to. It's it's fast, it's kind of fun, but I get it. I'm gonna give it a one and a half.
1: Onto our special category, which this week the question is: How complete a song do we have? So, starting with "Field Day" for the Sundays. Hmm, I have to really think about this because I had an answer, and now I've got to I've got to run it through my head again. <laughs> <laughs> what we are missing here is some type of a repeat chorus and a little bit more fleshed out lyric. I think what we what we could say is if that if that verse went another stanza you might have a fuller song here or if the chorus came around more than once maybe there is an element missing to give you an explanation of the song so i'm gonna go ahead and say a three i could say very it it has a lot of elements complete already but there is something crucial missing that on just the first listen alone you are not getting what you want Looking at the lyrics,
2: I know exactly where I would where I would put the chorus. Uh-huh. If it went "Striped toothpaste can't remove on Monday mornings, touched up near the waist, looking as limp as Monday morning," that'd mm. be a complete as hell song. Mm. Mm-hmm. But as it is, it's a solid verse. It's a chorus that is maybe half as long as it could be. Like if it had, if it was A B A B maybe or A B A for for lines touch up near the waist looking as limp as monday morning being a and some other line being b yeah that could feel better as well but for its length it's impressively complete because it does do everything it sets out to do and doesn't feel like it's lacking until it's analyzed so i'll give it a three okay
0: i'm gonna give it a two and a half for the reasons i stated about in realismability. Ability, i want i want something like i think that there are areas you can explore in this that they don't explore in this, I would also love. Um, I would feel better about this if this was a part one, and the part two happened on the second half of the album.
2: Oh yes, yeah, where it like just faded song.
0: back in, and it was him still talking about what an embarrassment he wants to be. I would lo- I would feel like this song would have a con like a context and a different and an opposite pole at the other end too. But as a, as a sort of just standalone track, I'm gonna give it a two and a half.
1: All right, moving on to
2: Kick Out the Jams. So the special category of completeness is 100% the specific reason why I chose Kick mm-hmm. Out the Jams. Nope. Yep. <laughs> because as I mentioned, this was the only track out of the, I think I initially had a 50 song list or something of tracks Ooh. that I could, I could pull. Yeah, I I pulled up iTunes and sword by length and just went, oh no, there's <laughs> yeah, a lot fair. of good stuff in here. <laughs> oh no! <wow. laughs> it goes intro riff, and again, it's impressive that they bother to take the time to do an intro riff and still come out this short. Verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus, brief outro. That's a... I listen to two and a half so- minute songs
1: that have less components
2: than that. That's ridiculous. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a four.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Four here, uh, four. Exact yep. same argument. We, we yep. don't have to the- debate about this one. Nope,
0: nope. Four, four for me as well.
1: <laughs> All right, moving on to anchor.
0: <laughs> I also picked this song because of how complete it felt before Bill came and destroyed the house. Um, <laughs> I think it has a cool two verse chorus bridgey sort of situation. Horn part ends on the ding. I think that it it crams a lot of stuff into 30 seconds for better or worse. I think it feels like a complete song. I'm going to give it a three and a half because it feels very complete, but it feels like they could have cut out a couple of shout outs and put in something else that would have added to the level of stuff that was fit into the song.
2: Bill, your thoughts. As far as Blink and You'll Miss It goes, uh, (laughs) it is very impressively structured. This is just speeding through town and saying that you visited it. <laughs> right, right. Again, it's it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Arguably, there's a bridge in there. <laughs> I also get the get the feeling that if I played this for somebody, they would say, no, that wasn't a song, Bill.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
2: <laughs> so it's, it's enough of a toss-up, and I've listened to it, I guess, enough times that I'm also going to give it a three and a half. Because, yeah, no, the structure is there, but yeah, there's plenty you could add to it.
1: I am going to lock in at three and a half as well because I will argue that there is no bridge to this song. The horns are parts <laughs> of the chorus. Yeah. Never the less. It is a mostly complete song. That's the only reason I dinged it. If it had a bridge in it, we'd be talking about a hands down easy four there. That's it. And I think it's it, it's got everything it needs. I think that's what I do appreciate about it. They don't go any longer than they need to with this song. Yeah. Had they gone on longer, I'd I don't know that I'd enjoy it as much as I did. So yeah, I think they're lacking that one element of something even more complete, and that's it. Three and a half for me.
0: Cool. Well, I've been being a good little math boy while we've been talking, and I have have four different levels of addition on my page here. So I'm really proud to say that my math is already done. Nice.
2: I know we've just met, but I'm very proud of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'll take it. Episode three, the difference between the highest and lowest scoring song was two points. Yeah. This week, the difference between the highest and lowest song, where the highest song was by the guest and the lowest song was by me, is a difference of 11 <laughs> points.
2: Woo! <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) I think we've learned a lesson here about 30 seconds versus nearly a minute and a half and what you can put into a song. That's the lesson that I learned.
2: Yeah, When you guys showed your songs, I was just like, oh man, I had a 22 second song that I was considering bringing. Maybe I should have
1: done that. Oh, but my friend, you chose so well.
0: You chose very, very, very well. I'm happy to award Kick Out The Jams as the winner for this week. Bill, congratulations.
2: Thank you. I'll message you guys my uh, PO box for the trophy.
1: Great. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, (laughs) but we. I I think we should tell you. You don't win anything. Uh, You just, you know, you you won the round.
0: No, no. Let David (laughs) let him tell us his PO box. That'll be fun. Oh yeah, sure. I'm very excited. I'll go every day.
1: Congratulations, Bill. Before we head out, where can people find you on the wonderful world of the internet?
2: So if you want the more social medias, uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore and better. Technically, our site is a podcasting network, but we only have the one active show. (laughs) So most of the Twitter is just me saying dumb garbage and retweeting things I like. Like it. It it works. Um, <laughs> if you actually want to listen to my hit podcast, these are some of the sodas we like. Which is <laughs> in its oh, this might be its ninth year, which wow. is a lot to that think that is
0: about. that is bracing. That is a that is a stiff breeze <laughs> of a fact.
2: Yeah, we'll hit we'll hit episode two hundred <laughs> this year. Uh, That's and awesome. It's also, it's not my oldest show. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at this for a bit, <laughs> but you can find these are some of the sodas we like every. Wednesday on andbetter.org or wherever you rate and review podcasts. (laughs) Don't rate and review it on my site. That doesn't do anything, (laughs) but you can wander the waist of the internet and put five stars wherever you want. I'm just saying. Also, we did do a backdoor pilot recently for a show that might be coming soon called Mouthfellows. Okay. Uh, It is a short form podcast about words, phrases, and names that have a delightful mouthfeel. I love it and its theme song is a living nightmare <laughs> 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 So hopefully that'll be on anbetter.org soon. I don't know when or how that's gonna come out but you can listen to episode one of that on the sodacast feed So
1: all right Bill well congratulations. thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me It was a, fun, a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> James, thank you for co-hosting yet again. You're welcome <laughs> And until next time hashtag songfight.